No one, no one thinks this is possible, John. <laughs> We've already wasted five seconds. 15 minutes. 15 minutes to raise the level of difficulty. 15 minutes to talk about an Apple announcement. All right. Let's go. <laughs> the problem is every time you respond, I feel you waste like three seconds. I do. I'm trying to talk fast, though. I loaded up. I got another coffee. 10 o'clock at night, I have a coffee. So uh, new iPad Pros, trackpad support, uh, a new Magic Keyboard, and a new MacBook Air. Uh, I'm curious. You are using the new – do you have the new iPad Pro? You have, no, you I don't actually have, have any. It? I have no, nothing new yet. Actually, I'm interested in the meta part. So you – didn't Apple ask you – did Apple ask you to go to a meeting and then canceled it, or was it just mm. off all the way? I well, a I can't really talk about the details, but b it because it was sort of in coordination over the last uh, ten days to ten plus days, and the entire world changed dramatically in ten plus days, where it went from me possibly going to California, maybe to very quickly changing to maybe going to New York, to, to very soon thereafter being we're going to do this remotely. Um, so so basically, knew. basically what I had, as I saw, I watched a v- pre-recorded video that Apple put together uh, that I not supposed to talk about in detail, but it was a video that was more or less like the presentation, the, the, you know, the slide deck that they might have or, or some subset of the slide deck they might have shown if they had done in-person briefings or if they had done some sort of actual event on a stage somewhere. And then I had uh, phone calls to representatives from Apple to ask questions and answers. So one thing that I occurred to me is last year they released like three products for like three different days. And it was like kind of exciting. It's like, are they going to release another thing tomorrow? And they – or that was one option they could have done. Or number two, they could have done like a remote keynote with like Apple employees or something. But they did not that. They just kind of did a, a quiet release. It, it kind of felt like they wanted to like – they needed to get these products out, but they didn't really want to look like they were trying to get a bunch of media attention. Yeah, I think that they thought about this. And of course, they, you know, even privately, even off the record on the phone, they don't really talk about the nobody at Apple is ever going to talk about the whys and what else they thought about. Um, but I think it definitely felt like something that they're, they're excited about it. I think this is, it was a fun announcement day. I think these are great products, but they definitely wanted it to be low key. And I think that even just split it, even if there were no other products having like one iPad day just for the iPad pro and the magic keyboard, and then a second MacBook air day just for the MacBook air would have been too much. You know what I mean? In terms of looking like they were looking for attention. Like, I think part of it was we want to tell people these are exciting new products. But on the other hand, we're cognizant of the fact that we shouldn't be asking for too much attention about this or or a whole week's worth of attention like they did that one time. The real shame of it is that this is definitely a sort of keynote worthy or presentation worthy announcement in my mind. I think that the MacBook Air is finally you mentioned it in your piece it's the computer we've been waiting for for five years it basically is is perfect as far as i can tell and then this ipad magic keyboard thing looks incredible yeah it does i have not seen it in person and that is the hell of hell meaning based on my personal experience of what i typically expect at one of these things where whether they have a stage event or just a private briefing even for something like this, where it's not coming till May, I do not believe that review units will even be seated until closer till then, because they never seed review units until very close to when it's actually shipping. Because if it's not shipping until May, whatever they have in their hands right now is technically a prototype, and 
other than like with the AirPods, the original AirPods, where they gave us ones that looked and seemed like exact and worked like production units, but they were technically prototypes. And they're like the only review unit I've ever had where like the day they got me real ones, they really, 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 really wanted the prototypes in the FedEx that afternoon. Oh, interesting. Because you will usually Apple has have, has Apple ever shipped you a demo unit before, or has it always been that? No, you have they to pick ship. Up in they ship all the time. But the 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 thing, the line they don't like, or as far as I know, never cross, and maybe have only ever crossed, to my knowledge, with Walt Mossberg individually in particular, is they don't ship review units. They don't ship review units before a product has actually been announced. Got it. Got it. Okay. That makes sense. All right. The other so weird they, thing you, today, the other weird meta thing is that they announced on Apple Newsroom all of the new stuff in two posts, one post for the iPad and one post, or maybe it was just one post. I forget if it was one or two, but they did it. Apple Newsroom had all the main high points at like 8.30 Eastern time and the press briefing started at like 9 Eastern time. Oh, so, so it was online first before there was any press. Right, which puts people who feel the need, like I don't, I didn't get my thoughts out till like eight o'clock at night, but uh, people who feel the need or, 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 you know, not even just feel the need, I'm not trying to put them down, but people whose publication requires them to be on top of the headlines, it's like they got to get on it. Whereas if they're there, but then on the other hand, you know, uh, you know, The Verge has a staff. So if Dieter Bone is there in watching this video and it takes him 90 minutes to get through everything what meanwhile somebody else at the verge can just cover the news releases right actually they're probably publishing i bet they were i didn't look at it but they're probably publishing articles that Dieter is passing notes to them as it as it went on it's interesting i always think of when when i think of like tech coverage of like a, an apple announcement like i there's like the two tent poles which are you and the verge and it's, it's interesting because i feel like if you got those two you'd get sort of both angles on a, a, a on a release you'd get like the let's wait sort of get the thoughtful overview and then you get the like okay let's put broader tech context we're gonna be yeah. on top of it beautifully produced video from the yeah. verge and it's it's a good combo yeah and i you know it, it and not to sh- slag on the verge i love the verge i feel the same way and like when i'm busy it is absolutely something that i will check first i saw one post though today where they were like looking at this overview and and one of the quieter products that was came out today was a logitech thing with a mouthful of a name but basically it's a case and cover for the current just plain ipad with no adjective in the ipad air uh, and the one for the iPad Air will also fit the like three-year-old ten and a half-inch iPad Pro, um, and gives it a keyboard with a trackpad in the cover. And it's one hundred and forty-nine dollars. And the Verge's angle on it was that this, you know, Logitech has a keyboard with a trackpad too, with Apple's help, and it's half the price of Apple's Magic Keyboard. And that was like the gist of the story. <laughs> and it's like, well, that's true. They do have one. It is half the price. But it is also like half the product. <laughs> so something I'm curious about, did they say anything when they talked about the the hinge mechanism on the Magic Keyboard? Was there any connection drawn to the hinge mechanism for the Mac, the Mac Pro Display XDR thing, thingamajogger? I'm curious if some of the work they did in one sort of helped transfer to the other. Mm, I don't know. I don't know if it did, except that I think that Apple would say that they're really good at they have like a really good hinge team. You know, but it's funny because they used to brag about how they had a really good keyboard team too. <laughs> I 
I, I maybe do they think, took all the keyboard people and put them on the hinge team, and that was the problem. I, I do think that they probably do have a hinge team, and it quite likely might have worked on both. I mean, what, they're such different products. I mean, one is a five to six thousand dollar pro display, and the other is this. You know, it is pricey, but it's you know at three hundred dollars, it's still supposed to be mass market. But uh, maybe. I don't know. It does seem when you look at the photos of it, though, it does seem to defy physics to some degree. Well, and that's a th- I mean, th- that XDR display stand, even despite the fact it's a thousand dollars is incredible. I mean, because that it's not I remember when I got my what was the previous Mac display, the um the Thunderbolt display yeah. like actually I it was hard to get an arm for it. Because most arms, like a desktop arm, you attach to your desk. Because most of them couldn't even support it. it; was so heavy. Because most of your typical PC monitors are, you know, plastic things. Where this thing is 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 a tank. Yeah. And so, just the sheer bulk to support something like that is something that's meaningful. But then to be able to move it, like you really can with like a finger, and get it to the to the angle, and it doesn't it doesn't move at all, it doesn't shake. It's right there. It's actually a really difficult problem that I bet is not far off from what you were talking about, where having a heavy iPad on a, on a hinge, being able to move it and being able to shift it around and not have it wobble. Yeah. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if there's similar principles at play. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but we're wasting time talking about an old product. We've only got That's six right. minutes left. <laughs> that hasn't launched yet. So uh, I'm, I'm actually very curious in, about the, the MacBook air. I mean, is there, is there anything to add beyond the fact that it's basically like the perfect consumer laptop from Apple? And finally, no, I don't think so. And you know, I know that I th- I think that they no longer sell the MacBook Escape, right? The the That's the, right. The, yeah, it's, they stopped it like a year ago, I think. Right. And that was the code name or the 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 nickname that we in the outside world gave to the Oh, oh I was thinking about the, the regular MacBook. Oh, I don't know no. they, they might still be selling it. I'm not I sure. I don't know. I looked on their website and I couldn't find it. Um but the basic idea is that when they came out with these new 13, the, the current 13 inch MacBook Pros a couple of years ago, one of them at the base model didn't have the touch bar, actually had an entirely different architecture inside with a significantly lesser, uh, Intel chipset. Uh, and we called it the MacBook Escape because it didn't have a touch bar. It actually had an escape key and people actually liked it. <laughs> But then it got to the point when the new MacBook Air came out where it's like, well, why does this product exist, right? Like there's right. two of these products in the 12 to 13 $1,400 ish range with retina displays and the same footprint and one's wedge shaped and one's not, but they neither one has a touch bar and they seem to overlap a lot, even though they kind of have different chipsets, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's confusing. And now I feel like the MacBook Air uh completely obviates the need for that and and because you can start with this 999 base model macbook air and get much better performance than the old base model and the old base model used to be 1199 and only come with 128 gigabytes now the base model's 999 comes with 256 gigabytes which is much more credible for a mac um and it has options, CPU upgrade options which the retina macbook air did not have until now so you can go to a much much more performant uh, Core i5 with quad core p- processors. There's even you can get an i7 actually. If you go yeah. to the i5, you can spec it up yeah. to an i7. Yeah, it's like another 150 bucks or something like that. I think. Um, I just want to compliment you for using the word obviate, uh, which I I entitled an article that like five or six years ago, and I'm pretty sure no one knew what it meant. Oh, I love that word. Um, so anyway, yeah, I think it's the perfect consumer laptop. I think it is. Uh, it is uh, finally with no sarcasm quotes around it yeah and i i mean i'm tempted i'm not going to give one because i just got a 16 inch macbook pro but i had never owned i had the escape previously actually which other than the keyboard was was a very solid computer 
uh, the, the, I got the 16 inch pro cause I, you know, I live in America during the summers. We'll see what happens this year, but having, <laughs> I actually wanted to have a bigger computer, but I'd never <laughs> used a computer with a touch bar before. And yeah. oh my word, it's awful. I had no idea See, how bad I, it was. I don't think it's awful. I'm in the middle ground on that. I don't love it though. And I keep realizing, um, I was just using some new, it doesn't matter what it is, but some some developer came out with a new app this week. And then I read the thing and it had like touch bar support. And I was like, what do you mean? And I started looking and I was like, oh yeah, there is some clever little buttons there for touch bar. I just don't even look at it. So the problem for me is accidental input. I just yeah. like I'm a super fast typer, but I apparently I'm a little sloppy in my key yeah. placement. And I just so I basically have to have it turned off when I'm writing because yeah. I, I will just I'll hit it on accident. Yeah. Delete. I hit going for the delete key and hitting the sorry, so the Siri thing that you never want. And then all of a sudden, yeah, I think what I ended up doing was I, I put the key controls, basically mainly playback controls, right, right in the middle. And then the sides are just totally bare because it's, it's on the sides that I accidentally hit it. Um, yeah, so that's what my thoughts are. I've been sort of vaguely holding out for a 13 inch, a new 13 inch MacBook Pro with the new scissor key keyboard. And now I'm looking at this air and I'm thinking, well, wait, why am I waiting for a 13 inch MacBook Pro? I don't really need the performance. I can spec this up to the size up two minute warning. Uh, I can spec this up to the size storage I want. I don't really care one way or the other about the touch bar. I don't really see it as a benefit. And, uh, you know, but I guess I would save money. I guess that I could get a similarly spec of this air cheaper than a not even yet released 13 inch MacBook pro. So I don't, or I guess it'll be 14 inch. I guess that'll be the advantage is that like the way that the 16 inch came from 15 inch by growing, but right. And I, I, I wonder if they're going to do sort of like a discrete CPU, even in the smaller model, just to further differentiate it. Yeah. Like this is clearly the large, clearly the small. All right. Well, we have one minute left. I think we might, we might need to save the, uh, the, 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 trackpad for for the ipad uh i will say that i don't expect i don't have any review unit hardware yet like i told you earlier i think uh i do not expect to get a magic trackpad until weeks or i guess months from now magic keyboard uh, magic keyboard. magic keyboard magic keyboard but all i can think about is the trackpad on it it's it, it it's really i have, I have many thoughts we got to save this one there's no way I, I i could go on for a full 15 minutes and we have 30 seconds <laughs> So what should uh, we call? What should we call this? Call what? The I still I still like the I still like the needs a name uh, needs a name idea, and we have to come up with it with a name in the last twenty nine seconds. A name for each show, or the name for the whole podcast? I think the podcast should be needs a name, and then every uh, show uh, in the last minute we have to come up with the name of the podcast. Uh, see, I well, I guess that's possible. Although I'm already running out of time and dithering. I see. I'm so sick of coming up with funny headlines for a show. I'm I'm kind of jealous of the Bill Simmons podcast where he just says like, uh, you know, this is about coronavirus and the NBA shutdown, and that's the name of the show. I think we call it dithering. <laughs>